This content is suitable for curious and objective listeners and viewers only. User discretion is advised. You know, they say if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you go. We got Daquan Walker uh, on the credentials, and he is a Philly legend. He's a UCF legend. He is a credit legend. So some of his accolades include being a high school state champion in the state of Philadelphia, class of 1A. He was first team all state at UCF, played four years, left the school top 10 in school history in career assists and games played. You know what I'm saying? Then we transitioned to going overseas, playing ball for a couple of years. And then now we've created, or at the same time playing ball, I think we created no lacking, Mr. Lo- no lacking apparel. And then at the same time, we, we build in generational wealth. We talking about credit, we build in credit. And I think you got a cheat code. So, like I said, welcome to the show. I'm hyped to have you. It's about to be a a dope conversation. And, you know, I'm saying we know each other from UCF. So, it's a pleasure. Welcome. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for having me. Uh, Like you said, as soon as you let me know, I was like, all right, we're going to press the button today (laughs) and get it done. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Like I said, um, this is is dope. You know what I'm saying? To see our evolution from 18 to, to now... 25, 26, 27, it, it, it's a blessing. So where does No Lacking come from? Where where does that nickname come? Where did it start? It was that high school, college? Yeah, so that, that started in, in high school, like early ninth, 10th grade. Um, I was always known for like working super hard, but um, I was just like real in tune to like the Chicago drill music. So I used to like Lil Dirk, Chief Keef, just follow all of them. And um, that was a, a term that they always use, and it meant to, like, stay on point, like, you're not slacking. And that was a term that really described me and how I live, like, day to day in terms of, like, me um, approaching my basketball career. I was always, like, working out two, three, four times a day. Like, I wasn't slacking. Like, if you was my competition, you wasn't outworking me, and you was never catching me, like, not working out and not, like, you know, being focused. So... That's really where that derived from. And I just like ran with it and everybody just know me for using that word. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's also very catchy. No lacking. It's Almost just definitely. smooth. It's smooth. It's smooth. And you bring up a great point about, you know, you said your work ethic and working two, three times, two, three or four times a day. When would you say that started for you? Was that like middle school or high school? That started in early uh, from when I first like picked up a basketball. Mm. Um, I always knew that I had to work in order to get to where I wanted to go. Like at a young age, like I always knew, like I'm, I'm from uh, North Philadelphia, a section mm. called Badlands. Like you you get to see a lot like growing up. So mm. I always just, just wanted more, I always wanted more. I always was just aware that it was more even before I had the opportunity to see it. And I knew that, you know, just hard work somehow was going to, like, connect the dots for me and um, allow me to be able to experience, like, whatever that more was that I that I wanted. So that's really, you know. You said you're from the Badlands, so uh, of Philly, North Philly. I'm not familiar with Philly, so can you describe <laughs> what that neighborhood was like, what that environment was like? Yeah, so... Uh, like, just to tell you right now, uh, last year, 2020, it was, like, the top two cities for, like, uh, I think it was 
homicide. So Chicago was number one, Philly was number two. So like I'm from a section that's called Balin. So like just to tell you about that, like it's a lot of crime, it's a lot of violence. Our city is always like number one and number two when it comes to like homicides, like in terms of the United States of America. So just uh, my section in, in North Philly, um, we, you know, just known for just a lot of crime, a lot of violence. It's a lot of a lot of negativity that overshadows everything that's going on. Like I walk out, I go home and I walk outside my house and I see people getting served. I see like fiends like on my corner. I gotta kick them off my steps, you know, like just different stuff like that, just you know, coming in. So like at a young age, you get exposed to all of that. Like you see that, like that's what you see. So I mean, you know, you just at any given time, you could be in your living room and shots could start ringing out. And, you know, your mom would just tell you, like, get on the floor until, you know, the shots go. Like, that's just like a drill. Like, you have a fire drill in school. Like, everybody know, like, when the shots start. Yeah, right. Crazy, bro. Everybody know, like, in Philly, like, when the shots start ringing out, like, just go on the floor and you wait until the, the fire. So, like, in terms, like we was talking off the camera a little bit, like trauma and things like that, you know, like being adult now and understanding some of those things, you know, that's, that's, those are considered like normal things like to do, um, you know, where I'm from mm-hmm. and where I come from in Philly. So yeah, that's you know, normal. So, and, and to your point, you know, it's, it's sad that it has become normal and it's also amazing that we have so much tunnel vision, you know what I'm saying, to block out, or not even we, but let's focus on you. You had so much tunnel vision and and courage and tenacity to fight through the distractions and fight through the traumatic situations. So how, like, how did you start building that internal fortitude and tunnel vision like what like what do you think helped start building that foundation because not everyone is able to escape that you know the project's for a reason you know like the goal is to keep you locked in and stay there forever so like how did you start building uh the the keys and foundation to to overcome the challenges you were faced uh i i just think um I don't know, God just put something in me, like, to just, like I said, like, the awareness, like, I just always knew I was special. I know I was different. I know I wasn't, like, better than anybody, um, because we all live in the same place. Like, I look down the street, I might have a little bit more, like, newer sneaks, whatever the case may be, but, like, you know, down the street, like, everybody was, like, struggling, and, and we was going through what we was going through. My mom would work two, three jobs just to make sure me and my sister, we had everything that we, you know, wanted. So I never really had to, like, turn to the streets. All of my friends, you know, all of my family, they all in the streets. So, like, I'm, a like, an anomaly. So, like, just like you said, like, I'm just, like, a sort them out. I'm, like, you know, the person who would kept that tunnel vision in. I guess it was just me, um, like just God just instilling that uh, awareness in me to like want more to know and understand like right from wrong and to understand that I had a talent and I was just special. Like I always felt like I was special um, no matter if it was like basketball or, or not. So I always knew like it was a, a better way to be able to do things. And I just knew like, you know, 
I would align with whatever that better way was. And like, as I got older, I, you know, figured out like, okay, like basketball is, that's my way out. And once I attached myself to that, it was like, it was no turning back. That was like, you know, how I, you know, was just super focused on that. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, what you said is, is like, okay. So when you say God, did you grow up going to church a lot or like, did you just pray on your own? No, not at all. Like I, me and my mom, we never stepped in the church together, like ever. Like, so we go ahead. No, I was coming saying like, what, what makes you say God? Like, I say God. I say God because like that's just like even though I wasn't like physically stepping into a church, like I would go to a church like every here and there with like one of my best friends, like Marcus uh, Thomas. Um, we would go to. Like I would ask his his mom or ask him like let me go to church with y'all go to church with them on Sundays I don't know it was just something that I just would would do and like as a kid like you get exposed to certain things where you like okay you understand like God and the concept and you know Jesus and how things are supposed to work um, so I just always attached like the way that I felt you know with God and that's that's what I felt and growing up I was able to understand like that's what it was. Dope, dope. No, I'm just asking because I feel like, you know, the same in terms of I feel like God is always there to protect me and guide me. And I'm not a person that really goes to church. I don't really go to church. I, I, as a youngin, we would go uh, somewhat consistently. And then after I started becoming young, well, and then high school, I went to private school. Right. So I was Catholic. So you know, I guess I went to church, but I, like I said, I wouldn't go consistently, but I would just pray on my own. And I, I, I think it's a good message of like, you don't need um, a, a religion home base, you know, to have a good relationship with God. Like all you need to do is just say what's up or by probably by your actions, you probably just going off. I know if I do good things, I'm going to get good. I know if I do bad things, I'm going to get bad. Like you said, going back to the basics. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it, it's important to to share that, you know, you don't need a, a, a religious hub just to have a relationship with God. And it's not excluded excluded to only those, you know, are more blessed oh, than definitely. others. Yeah, that's that's definitely important. Just like you said, like, you know, like you said, you don't need a, um, a, a religious religious hub like it's, it's so many you know different you know religions and I just you know yeah I don't think that you need one for real yeah yeah that's I all that's I won't get too deep into it but. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly religion is is very you know touchy feely but at the same time we all that one thing about religion we all have God now moving on to to high school right so what was what was your blueprint in order to go play college basketball? My blueprint? Like mm -hmm. um I didn't really have a blueprint. I knew I was talented and I was better than like a lot of people in the country at a at a young age. So like going into like middle school and I and I just knew like a lot of the people that I was around that was in my city, like even a lot of people that was like considered better than me. Um, when I was working in the gym two, three, four times a day, like I knew nobody was even working out one time a day, like consistently. So I always knew, like, if you see like the interview with Kobe, um, 
you'll hear him talk about like how he woke up at six o'clock and then he'll go home and then he'll work out at eight and then he'll work out at 12. And you just talk about like how that compounds, just like interest, like how it compounds over time. Like I always knew that like nobody was going to catch me, like nobody where I was from, like it didn't matter if it took me until my 12th grade year or whatever the case may, whatever the case may have been, like I was always going to surpass him. And I just felt like that just kept me one up. And that just kept my, my confidence. Like, even though my confidence was low because like in, in the high school, freshman and sophomore year, like I only really played two years of like varsity basketball. Like my first two years, like I went to Florida, I played at American Heritage. I was like pretty much just like uh, there for six months. And then I went to, um, then I went to, um, back to Roman Catholic in Philly, uh, finished out the year and I was playing JV majority of the time. I didn't really get that many varsity minutes. So like when I would go out on varsity, like, I'd be like nervous. Like, you feel me? Like I ain't had no experience. Like, it's just like, you know, the intensity. So like, I'm just like in a shell, like, yo, like, can I make this move? Can I not make this move? And like, it's just a different feel because I didn't have no experience like playing, you know, varsity ball. So I was on JV. Sophomore year, high school, same thing. I was on JV, probably averaging like over 30 points on JV, whatever. Uh, coaches just didn't feel like I was good enough. Like they had players that was, you know, considered better than me at the time, which I knew. And if anybody, you know, had a, a good set of eyes, they could see like I was better. Um, so I just always, <laughs> right. So I just always felt like I needed an opportunity and that was it. And um you know, fortunately, like, you know, my sophomore year, I had two of my friends, well, my fresh, after my freshman year, I had two of my friends from Roman Catholic um, leave and went to my high school, you know, where I really, like, made my name, uh, made my staple in the city, and I was able to, like, you know, get on their coach that believed in me and just allowed me to just be myself and, and play my game, um, so, and understood me, like, more importantly. So, like, once I was able to, to do that, like, my friends actually gave me the confidence. Like, they was like, oh, leave now. Like, I was going to leave as a sophomore. I was like, nah, you know, I'm going to stay. Things going to change. Like, coach going to understand. Like, nah, he did it. So, I was just like, all right, I'm out. Like, I'm not trying to do that. And then it was, like, another thing where as though they weren't trying to, like, pay my tuition. So, I was like, oh, I'm really out. And then when I was out, they was like, nah, because that summer, like, you could just really see how good I was getting, like sophomore going into junior year. And it was like, oh, like how he get this good? I'm like, the, like, what the fuck? Like I've been this good, like, what do you mean? Like, and then they were just like trying to like give me money on the side and like pay my tuition. But after that time, I was just like, man, I'm out. Like it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm going to like, uh, I'm going to the pub, which was a public school because I was in the Catholic school at the time. I'm going to the pub. And, um, you know, I played under Rob Moore. I played with a bunch of my friends that I love. Like, we can, like, I went from wearing, like, uh, school uniform, all boys. <laughs> to, like, now I'm in a pub. I can go to school, drip on, like, not wearing a uniform. So, like, I was, I was loving it. Like, females, I got girls in my school. Like, I've never seen that. So, like, it was just a whole different vibe. Like, I, I just felt like I had the, the whole world at my hands and, I was still continuously like working hard, but I just felt like, all right, I had the opportunity to really like play under somebody that's not going to put restraints on me. Like I can go make three turnovers straight and I'm not coming out the game. So like just having that confidence to like, no, I could pull from half court and I'm good. Yeah. It just was like, it, it was fun. So. 
It's funny. Well, it's funny how I I have one similarity with you in terms of when I left my school, they did the same exact thing, but I was not nearly as talented as you were. I wasn't really um, athletically talented. I was academically talented, I guess, you know, but it's funny how they did the same thing as if, you know, as soon as they, you, you actually show them, like, I didn't appreciate how y'all been treating me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, now you want to come back and, and double back. And I remember this one lady, like, yeah, literally cried and was, I'm like, I've never even met you. Never had a combo with you. (laughs) (laughs) Offer me a free year. It's like, where was this energy years ago? Because like you, I had, we had the same situation. My mom, two, three jobs, trying to fit, finesse the, the tuition situation. And it's like, you know what it is. You know, we know what we bring, what we bring to the table. We've been here long enough. And it's we have to threaten and we have to, have to actually leave to get that respect and that appreciation. It's like, now it's a, it's a handout. So, you know, it's like, it's like a slap in the, like, backhanded. It's like, yeah, for sure, yeah. bro. Like, handing me that money. That was the worst thing. I was like, what the fuck? Like where this been at the whole time I've been at this school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so now like how did you get those your your college offers? Like was it was it a tournament? Was it just they seeing you on the high school circuit? Like was it a camp? Like how did you how did you start collecting offers? Cause you were a late bloomer too. Yeah, so like my my mentor, uh, Guillermo Baitler, he always did a good job of networking. I don't know how he was getting me into these camps, but, like, he would always make sure that I was good. Like, get me in an NBA camp. Like, get me in, like, the uh, – there was a camp in San Diego, like, when I was in middle school, um, Adidas All-American camp. Like, just making sure that I was able to, to get in those camps and, and showcase, you know, my games and my skills. Um, so, like, my first offer um, – that's what you was asking me about my first offer. My yeah. first offer came in like middle school, to be honest with you. It came in like middle school. I went to uh, Mariana Bersetti in middle school. Um, and I'm trying to think what was the school that came. But I remember the coaches ended up at Hofstra, but they, they gave me an offer. But the one that I really remember um, was when I was in 10th grade my 10th grade going into my junior year of summer. Um, I'm sorry, it might've been my 10th grade. It might've been my ninth going into my 10th grade summer, whatever it was. So um, Andy Ansfield, that's, I don't know if he's still at USC, but I think he was at yeah, yeah, He's still there. Andy yep. Ansfield, he came in, he was there, you know, he was talking to me, my mentor, I let us know he was an NBA coach and work with, you know, Paul Pears and different things like that. But um, he, he offered me, like, right there. I think he was at Florida State at the time. Okay. And, um, and he, he he offered me. He said, like, you know, like, um, I'm, I'm going to offer you pretty much. Like, you got an offer from from me. Like, I want you to, to come. So, like, that was, like, you know, one of the one of the ones that um, stood out to me a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. And then, like, you know, the rest, they just started. Like, I would get a whole lot of interest pouring in, like, would have, like, you know, good relationships with a, with a couple of schools. But, yeah, that was really how the, the, um, the first ones happened. So talk about your mentor, if you can, and talk about the impact. Because from that brief, you know, excerpt, it sounds like your mentor 
sounds like camps really got you your offers, you know, in terms of yeah. you being yeah. in the camps and then from there. So can you talk about your mentor and, and the impact he had on your your adolescent life? And, and yeah, so like, yeah, so I, I'll say this, like, just from me explaining to you, like, you know, my environment and where I was at, like most of the majority of my friends is like dead or in jail, like literally like dead right now or in jail or something like that. So like, um, like, growing up like that's just the options that we had like as kids like it's either you want to be like super talented and like uh sports basketball that's it or it's kind of like it's no other outlet you're gonna be a rapper like but you ha you had to be an entertainer or that's it or you want to do what everybody else is doing and that's just you know activity like selling drugs and um, just being in the streets, like that stuff that come with come come with you being in the street. So like that's really your only like three options really. It's just like or two. You can just say you gonna play basketball, or you gonna rap, or you gonna sell drugs. That's it. Or you are gonna do a little bit of the two. <laughs> so it's just like so that's just like really your option. So like growing up, like people is like uh like who were my role models like I know you were saying something about that like my role models like I looked up to the people that I could see like that had the things that I wanted like even though I knew it was a better way but like those were my role models like everybody in the streets like um pretty much like everybody who had the girls who had the cars who had the chains who had the watches you know they live in the life that they want to live like everybody loved them like that was people in the streets like that's who I looked up to that's who we looked up to that's all we had like that's our um, like, you know, the prominent figures of our neighborhoods and that's who we, we see. Like, they might tell you like, oh, don't do this and don't do that, young boy, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I'm like, as a kid, you're gonna watch what they're doing rather than like, you know, listen to what they're saying. Um, so those are those are my role models, right? Those those are my role models, like true story. Those are my role models. Um, and then um, pretty much like, um, my mentor, like when he came into my life, he was able to expose me to different stuff. So like now it's like, okay, like I, you know, I know it was more, but like, I'm not able to see it. Like I just see how I could get it and I could get it in the streets. But, um, you know, my mentor, he exposed me to that. Like taking me on my first flight, we going to San Diego, exposing me to like, you know, a bunch of different people, allowing me to play organized basketball. I'm not just playing street ball no more. I'm going, you know, and playing with like, um, you already know. So like, <laughs> like I'm playing with like, you know, like different different people from different backgrounds, and like, you know, I'm getting back screened and they running plays. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't understand it. And um, you know, it's, it was just like a, a good experience. So like now it's just like I'm diversifying. I'm being able to see different things. And I'm being able to experience different things. And I'm seeing like different environments. Like, okay, like out here, like they live in the sticks. And like, I know they ain't having gunshots at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and laying on the floor. So like I'm able to, to see different things. And um, so like just him being able to like expose me to that, like it was, it was the main thing was exposure. Like that was the main thing that he did. And I'm like forever grateful because I can't like, you know, repay him back for that. And um, that's just like the main thing that he did for me, like that changed my life was expose me. Like take me, like we go to San Diego, we go to Hollywood, see the Hollywood stars, like always making sure like I was able to work out, like he picking me up, like me 
all my brothers like having us together and um just working us out and like um just installing you know different things in me like and another one of the things that he always installed with me was that um like he would always put it this way like he would say Daquan like you play basketball like right now he would say like it's seven billion people on this earth like you know the odds of you making the NBA he would break down the exact numbers like that all odds is against you to make the NBA. Like, yeah, you can work hard and you can do whatever, but like all odds is against you. Like it's 0.001%. Like he will break everything down, all of the numbers. And he would tell me that from a kid. And um, he would just say like, but the main goal is to pretty much get your, get your education. Like you get your education, you don't make the NBA. You don't play pro ball. Like I'm happy. He's like, you you going up against kids like when you go to sleep after you're done working this after we didn't work out two three times already he's like you can't work out enough like you go to sleep there's a kid in china right now who about to work out like while you sleep somebody is always working and he just put that in my mindset like that's that's really like what kind of like installed that into me like i can't let nobody get one up on me and like i ran with like the no lacking because that really was like the embodiment of like how i was living my life like every single day like i can't let nobody get one up on me i know when i go to sleep somebody gonna be working harder than me so i'm gonna work out three four times today and while i'm asleep they're gonna get their one workout in i'm still gonna like have the best chances to like get to where i want to go so like that's you know where the the no lacking like really attached itself uh to me and it was just like embodied and embedded into like my dna so it just like stands for like being relentless um in the pursuit of your goals so being relentless in the pursuit of your goals and then uh, one of my homies uh will parks he was playing for the eagles in the beginning of the year um but playing for the denver broncos right now uh will like huh safety yeah for sure yeah shout out to will so like will like um while he was in um while he was in Arizona in college, like he was reading a Bible one day and he like texted me a picture, like, bro, like, you know, no lacking is in the Bible and everything. And he sent me the verse. It was uh, Psalms 34 9. And it says, like, fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear the Lord lacks nothing. So, like, you know, that was like powerful and dope too, as well. Like, like this in the Bible as well. I call that, I call that, uh, it's confirmation, not coincidence. For it's sure. Not, it's not a coincidence that it happened. That was confirmation that it is what you say it is. Right. Most <laughs> yeah. definitely. That's so dope for you to share that because it's important for people to hear. Like, well, let me ask you, like, how did you find, like, how did the mentor, like, did you seek the mentor or did the mentor seek you? Nah, he, he kind of just like, I was, I was playing ball. I can't really recall the exact uh, place mm-hmm. that I was playing ball. Um, just like in the hood with my friends, whatever we was playing. And um, I think I was, I was playing in a, a league. It's called La Liga del Barrio. Like I'm from Badlands. Like we got a lot of Spanish people. Mm-hmm. And um, I was playing in La Liga, I think. And he saw me playing in La Liga. And he was just like, you know, like this kid right here, he's special, whatever the case may be. And then like he just approached um me and he was just telling me like he want to help y'all whatever case be. I was like all right whatever like you gotta like talk to my mom ask my mom my mom was like cool like single parent like she doing two three jobs whatever the case may be like if you gonna help my son stay out of the streets like whatever it is like cool 
So, you know, that's, that's what he did. Like, he kept his word. He made sure I was good. He treated me like I was his son. And, um, you know, he always made sure that I had food. He always made sure that I was, like, pretty much, like, he treated me like a son. And um, he just, you know, stared me in the, in the right path, made sure I was focused on the right things, like, kept me away from distractions. Like, anything I, I ever needed, like, he was, he was there for, like, he provided it. Like, you know, so it was – it was a, a, a great, you know, person to have. Like, so um, just now knowing that that was like pretty much like one of the most vital things and like my growth and like allowing me to have that ton of vision that you talk about and just being able to grow and blossom into the person that I am today. Um, I'm real big on like mentorship and real big on coming back into my community, like being somebody that the kids could touch, being somebody that the kids could see, um, showing them that you know it's still like positive things that can that you can do um, just being able to educate them you know that's hence to why I'm doing everything I'm doing with, with my businesses now um, I just want to be able to show them like you know there's different options because like I told you before like coming up where I come up yeah. is you can have three options you can be a rapper like and that's one of the most prominent things now like you a rapper mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna be in the streets um, or you just you know, you're going to be an athlete. So like, you know, now they're able to see somebody like, oh, Daquan, he's from where I'm from. Like he walked these same streets, went to the same schools, like, and he made it out. And not only did he make it out, like he here and he given us the blueprint and we can see like, all right, it's a different option. So like just me being able to like um, come back into my neighborhood, do the things that I'm doing now um, and just like, like help the youth, like that's really my main focus. Like I just had the the co-drive, co like while I was in college, I did the book bag drive, giving the book bags to the kids. Um, but, you know, just mentorship, man, being able to get the kids while they're young and just like teaching them like all the things that I know now at a young age, being able to guide them in the right um, path. Like I know there's gonna be a lot of kids that's gonna choose to be, you know, entrepreneurs, choose to, you know, that's the new rappers. That's why I would love for it to be, you know, for entrepreneurship to be the new rap game or the new right. drug game or the new athletic game. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of times we see what, like the pay scale, right? It's like athlete entertainers, number one, lawyers, number two, doctors, number three. Yep. But we all know the real number one is business owner. Yeah. Right. Business owners unlimited. And that's what I would love that's why I love, you know, the fact that we can have this conversation and, and have it recorded and have it saved and we can share it to, to, like you said, to the youth and make them see that, oh, okay, okay, like, let, because a lot of kids, like I say, you, and you know, you were blessed, like, a lot of kids aren't talented enough to where they can have a mentor want to do that, you right. know what I mean? And then like, somebody- I, wasn't, I was no, I was not good enough in sports to have and and it's and in our culture, we don't have like nerd mentors. We don't have someone like, damn, this kid's smart. He can do, he's like, he can use his brain. Like, let me hop him on and let me expose him to the STEM program or this and that. It's like in our culture, is you can't sing and dance or you can't do some type of athletic ability, like you're not gonna have no mentor just tapping with you and say, let's go there and let me make sure that you are set up for success or let me instill in you 
You know what I mean? But even even then, like you ain't got nobody that look like you that's into those things. And then on top of that, you ain't got nobody that you consider cool. Like I'm somebody that, you know, I feel as though like a kid is going to connect with you. Like you look like me, like you cool. Like what you doing is cool. Like I like the things that you do. I can connect with like you dress like me, like you wear hats, like you wear nice clothes. You feel me? Like you rock chains, like, and you feel me? Like you're not trying to wear a suit if you don't have to. Like I, I wear suits if I want to, like, or if like that's just the occasion, but like, majority of the time like i'm wearing my own gear like i'm wearing some jeans like i'm wearing forces it's showing that you could be just like mark you're doing just like mark zuckerberg you know yeah. that's how they dress and it's exposing you know the youth or our youngins or adults or whoever it's exposing them to the fact that there's no set way there's no specific way you have to to do something you know like right now everything is it's more about the value that you bring to a situation. You know, looks is, right. is, is outdated. I remember when I, it's like tattoos, you know, at one point tattoos is like, what? Right. <laughs> There's no way you can get a job now. It's like, right. and I was like 2015. You already <laughs> know, right? No, for sure, for sure. You get certain tats and it was going up. Um, Like they were just like writing you all pretty much. But yeah. I, like, I like what you said about Mark Zuckerberg, bro. I got to like bring that up because like in a lot of people's minds like especially like older people they'll say like you have to dress a certain way or you'll think of a businessman and like they won't look at somebody like me as being a businessman but I'm, I'm a businessman like that's that's what I am you feel me at the same time it's like you'll look at a Mark Zuckerberg like when have you ever seen Zuckerberg in a suit like the dude wear the same thing every single day like unless he's testifying the most richest man in the world you only seen him wear a suit when he go to court like and somebody's saying like they about to sue Facebook you feel me so like like it's just these stigmas and like all of these barriers that need to be like broken down um, because yeah, like they just, it's just not true, bro. Like in, in today's world and where the society is gone. Exactly. And like I, and like you said, exposure, you know, that's why I love this conversation is where I, I like you exposing, you know, your experiences and, and what you're doing because that shows, oh, okay. Now that I've seen this this conversation, it's like now I can have a game plan of what I need. You For know? sure. Especially sure. like me, I always knew like I, I wasn't always told. I was told like, mom and grandma, you know, that you could do great things, but I never heard that reinforcement. And I always wanted to get the game, but I never was able to get it. Right. You know? So that's why I like making the credentials because it's like you you got the game and now you're passing it along and I like learning, you know, from this conversation already, I've learned so much and I always have a, like a weird, like my own conspiracy theory. And I, and I always like to think that, you know, especially for being a black male, like you need some type of male mentor that looks like you to really take you there, you know, really unlock that greatness in you. You got to. And to unlock the greatness, you know, like, cause I'm not really concerned about being good. Like you can, it's easy to be good, but to be great, to be amazing, to really change. Like, cause I, I remember one time I even did some research. I'm like, let me just Google three random people. I'm like, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, you had a pops, you know, um, Kobe Bryant, you had a pops, Michael Jordan, you had a pops, you know? And I'm, and I, and then every time I, I randomly do a check, like, 
somebody's really successful and I hear, oh yeah, my, you know, my dad was there, mom was there, you know, it's like, word, you know, and it's not that they were super rich, you know, it's not about having a family that's super rich or comes from money, but it's about just like you said, the exposure of someone like you that can, that you, you feel comfortable with, you feel like can really, that believes in you to really get you there, you know? So, so that's dope. Cause I guess, no, I was just going to say like, I had, I, I wanted to know your secret, to be honest, you know, I was like, how did you get there? Because what you're telling me is like, you had the recipe for another failed project, you know? But hearing it, it's like, oh, okay, you had a mentor. Okay, makes sense now. Right. <laughs> and, and it's not, it's just like a thing to, to be aware of, of like the importance of, of that. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have one, you know, put yourself out there to find one. That's what That's you did. It's important, bro. Mentorship is important. That guidance is important. Like getting somebody that looks like you that can help you. It don't matter what the person really looked like. Honestly, my mentor was Uruguayan. Yeah. Like me That's at all. But that's like, you know, just somebody that's genuine, that's going to connect with you, that's always going to be honest with you, tell you the truth, whether you like it or not, um, going to hurt your feelings sometimes, but, you know, just genuinely got the best for you. Like, I can literally say, like, between, like, me and all my friends, like, that is dead, like, was in the streets um, or in jail, like, the difference between me and them was, like, I had a mentor, like, and every kid in, in my life, because, like, we all don't have no dads like in our lives, our dads either, you know, in jail, just not there. And the only difference now, like just talking to you between me and them, like, so that's like a difference between somebody being dead and being able to, you know, live their life until they're at the point of 25, 26, 27, 30 years old and, or not being in jail is having a mentor. Like, that's crazy, bro. Just thinking about that, like how important like mentorship is. Cause even on the business side, bro, the only thing that's got me to the point where I'm at is understanding that, you know, I have to invest in mentorship. Somebody that's been through what I'm, what I've been through, somebody that's fell hundreds of times, thousands of times, and they can help me accelerate my process to where as though I can invest in them and, I can pay for all of their failures and I had to go through it myself and take 10 years like they did to get there. I can now give you some money. You can help me out, give me the information that I need and I can fast track myself to, you know, success and getting to that level where you are and passing you. So. And like you said, it's a good point. You know, mentorship doesn't, doesn't require like, you know, them looking like you per se, you know, it's more about the person's intentions. You know, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you in that, but it is just really, 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 really important. And I just like people to be aware of that, you know, like, because right. we're at the age where, you know, people, if you have kids thinking about kids or, you know what I'm saying? Or if you are a kid, it's like, you know, this is wisdom you know, learn, learn from, from the, from the past. And that way you don't have to experience it. Some things you just got to experience, you know, you can't get wisdom from it, but, you know, fast tracking and, and unlocking that greatness 
that mentor is very, very vital. And a couple more questions I had about just basketball, because, you know, I was always curious. I played high school basketball. I was not nearly right. as good as you. So, like, college, right? So, you choose UCF. Like, what? What was your um, what was your major there? And like, why'd you choose it, bro? So I had, so like, I was undecided, bro. Like I said, like nobody in my family like really been to college, bro. I'm the first person in my family um, been to college. My mom dropped out of high school in 11th grade. Um, had my sister had me, and like I'm just the first person being able to experience that. So like, I don't know what's going on, like in. Um, even like, you know, like our, I guess like administrators or like whoever is in place, like I didn't really have a, a good um, person to explain to me like what was going on, how these things work. But I had my teammates and they was like, bro, take this major, it's super easy, this is what you do. And I majored in, I just tell people communications because it's just the easiest to say, but it was called interdiscipl interdisciplinary studies. So IDS, I just had an option to pick like two or three things that I like, like in a minor um, so that I can pretty much continue to play basketball and do my work. So that was, uh, that's what I had there. Cause I was undecided. I didn't want to like pick something like business or communications because I didn't have any idea. I'm like, okay, like I want to go to the NBA and I want to go to play, you know, pro basketball overseas whatever the case may be um what am I going to use the only thing I could think of is like communications and like being a broadcaster after I'm done and I retired like that's my mindset in college like and it's not that many years ago it's like all right after I'm done my basketball career I'm gonna be a broadcaster whatever ESPN like everybody say I got a nice smile whatever that's what I'll do so um that was it for me bro <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I thought the same way too. Like Stuart Scott, like I was like, yeah, let me do the broadcast. Because like you said, I didn't even know, bro, when I was making my college choice about in-state tuition. I didn't even know that was a real thing. I didn't even, I just, only reason why I applied to UCF, I'm like, they, they're probably the cheapest of a decent school. So let me just go there. And right. like you said, like we don't have the game plan of like, Nothing, bro. How you take this? Is how you take advantage of college? You right. know, like these are the things you you should and, and shouldn't be thinking about. You know, it's like if you were Great. thinking about no. your basketball, it's like you probably would maybe do something like finance or accounting, and like oh, this this is how I stack up my money and this is how I protect my money. You know, but it's like you not even we not even on that type of time. It's right, like, for sure. Because like you say, you don't even have no one. Say, oh, I went to college. Yeah, this is what you do is we don't exactly. like you ain't got you ain't got mommy and daddy in the house. Like they both got their corporate jobs and they've been through the Ivy League college and they're able to tell you, like, hey, this is what you know, like in-state tuitions and things like that, scholarships. If you go out of state, this is how much it's gonna be. Like, you don't know that, like student loans, and you're gonna have this much, and you gotta think about exactly. that. Exactly. So we learn it on the fly. Exactly. And I always think about it, too. And I will, I I think about my perspective because, you know, thinking about it, I, I sometimes wonder what I even go to college, you know, now knowing that I, I'm an entrepreneur route and like a sales management business route. I always think to myself, like, damn, if I knew what I knew now, would I even go to college? Is it worth it? Because to me, it's, college is really for networking. 
in my opinion, the, the format now, it's about what school can get you opportunities for good internships and then just like your, your student base, you know, the, the chances of success because no one cares about your major. You know what I'm saying? I was sports management. That was a waste of a degree, to be honest with you. Like I didn't really learn anything. And I'm just in college because I thought I had to be in college and I didn't do, I wasn't even like aware to do the research of like, okay, if this is my set career, what do I need? Like, what are the requirements and, and, and things of that nature? Like, and so I always think about like, you know, would it even make sense to me in my situation, but um, to, to go back to your situation. So let's say you can go back to freshman year and how would you attack like the college basketball player process different or would you attack it the same? Like how'd you attack it? Like would you attack it? You're saying right, you're saying right now, and if I could go back my same mentality, knowing what I know. Yeah. For one, like I'll tell you right now, freshman year, um, like as far as basketball, bro, like I'll put everything. I don't have no regrets in basketball. I'll put everything, my all into it. Like freshman year, um, it would be me and my teammate, Matt Williams. Um, we would be in the gym like all day long. After the game, like even all the way up to my senior year, I was the one shooting 200 shots. I missed a, a free throw or I missed a three-pointer. Like I was right back in after the game um, shooting shots with my brother Dante. Getting, getting shots. He rebounded for me. I'm, I'm on the gun or I'm just right out there practicing a move that I messed up on, wherever the case may be. And like, it would, it would be funny because like opposing coaches would see that and like they would stop me and talk to me and things like that. But that's just, you know, my mentality and uh, like what I would do. I don't have no regrets like when it comes to like going back. So like, like I don't really like think about like if I could go back because I left everything out. Like that was my mentality, like no lacking. Like Mm-hmm. being relentless bro so like I, I I did everything that I could possibly do on my end as far as like um putting in work like it wasn't a, a lack of, because of a lack of effort like that was another one of my, my things like it's not going because of a lack of effort like you know if I fell not because of a lack of effort I always put in the work like I was never never lacking bro I love that I love that and that's that's good to hear too because Sometimes people need to hear, sometimes people need to hear just giving your all, you know what I'm saying? As long as you give it your all, you won't have regrets because that's how I feel about college. I mean, I said that I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it, but the reason why I don't, I never said I don't regret it because I, I made the most out of the college experience. I'm saying I purposely, if I, if I'm gonna have to go to college, let me make sure I make the most out of this experience. So I, I like the fact that you said that, you know, you let it all out and and you comfortable because you knew what time it was. You knew this was an opportunity. You from Badlands, now you're in UCF, nice out of canvas. You know I ain't, about to, I ain't about to take that that uh that opportunity for granted, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, you know, take advantage of the opportunity and the, the lifetime of the opportunity when it presented itself. So that's that's that was my mindset as well as like um one thing that I would do, bro, I would tell you, I would network a lot more. I would have networked a lot more. So, like, that's one thing. I would network, and I probably would have had a lot more fun because, like, I really used to lock myself in the gym. Like, I would be, like, in the gym, like, nonstop. But, like, you know, 
at that time, like, my goal was to go to the NBA, and that's what I thought, like, you know, I had to do, and, like, that's what I had to do. So, like, I don't regret it, but, like, going back, I would have had more fun. I would have been way more loose, and I would have networked more. Like, us as athletes, like, one thing that I know, we're, like, really sheltered off. Like, mm. especially me being from North Philly, like, I'm only going to, like, rock with whoever I rock with. Like, that's, these are my homies. Like, these are my teammates. I'm cool with my teammates. Like, if I don't know you, like, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm super polite. I'm super nice. But, like, we ain't about to, like, kick it. Like, or, like, you feel me? Like, go out with each other or nothing like that. Gotcha. So, like, just, like, just opening up and knowing what I know, I would have networked a lot more. Because, like, a lot of people that I did network and just because I was always a polite person, just connecting with you, bro. Mm-hmm. So, like, just being, you feel me? Like, one of those like good people that's always like polite and like you can approach and like I'm not like ever like bro like like get out of here you feel me like I'm down to earth like somebody that's approachable um I would have definitely networked a lot more and just like had a lot more fun but I would have like met a lot more people because all of the people that I do know from UCF like they're still some of my like like you said, good acquaintances, good good friends. Like I can always like reach out to those people mm-hmm. because I was that you know genuine person, and they they know that I was like a, a cool person. Just like you reached out to me, you feel me, bro? Mm-hmm. And it was always exactly. like love with whoever I had you know came across. But I just would have spread a lot more than that. We went to school with sixty thousand people, and like you don't know what people are doing now. You feel me? So like I would have definitely networked a lot more. So now let me ask you a different question, right? So now you're um an entrepreneur you know what i'm saying uh you own businesses and let's say you now going back to freshman year at ucf how would you structure your your academics to like best help you get even further than where you're at right now and you're and you're doing pretty well for yourself because networking would be one of those things but also like I would love for you to to share like what would be your mindset in terms of you know what I'm saying like all right I know I go I'm going to NBA at the same time I also know I want to be an entrepreneur so like how right. would you set up your academics and your major to to tailor that yeah, so like to, to be to be real with you bro like I've, I've had this brand since high school I was an entrepreneur I was oh, okay okay in college bro like I was an entrepreneur before I knew what the word was Mm -hmm. you feel me so like a lot of things like when you say like you go back like I was doing that Mm -hmm. like now I understand like the structure and like getting an LLC and Mm -hmm. being able to structure your business the right way and um you know know about credit and how to to build that like a lot of the things that I was doing is like you know building a a personal brand like Mm -hmm. having a brand like my coaches like in UCF they were like they thought that somebody was like funding giving me shirts and money to like buy the shirts and they would be like oh you can't do that because it's against the um I forgot like the code of conduct and the rules of the NCAA and I want and I'm like what like y'all making this up or y'all just like serious like they're like how are you getting the money I was like uh in a meeting like because like me I felt like I had to lie like I was like uh my mom is helping me out with like giving me money to make the shirts and stuff like that because like that's just like I don't know why I even lied about it like Mm -hmm. I'm using the money that the school is giving me, like from like um, the refund checks, and yeah. I'm buying shirts, bro, and I'm yeah. selling the shirts. Like that's what I'm doing. Like I'm using yeah. the refund checks, and I'm buying shirts, and I'm selling the shirts. Like that was the truth, but I just felt like they wouldn't believe that, mm-hmm. so I just like lied about it. Like, oh, my mom is helping me out, and she giving me like they thought I had like an investor or something like that. 
So like now, like when my coaches see me now and it's like, all right, like, damn, like that really is his brand. Like he really was doing it. I'm like, who y'all thinking? Like nobody's behind me. Like this is all, you know, front of muscle. Like this is me, like this is what I'm doing. So like, I, I was always an entrepreneur, bro. I was always thinking about life at the basketball and that came from my mentor. Like he was putting that in my head. Like, what you gonna do? Like you're gonna dribble a basketball for so long and like that shit is gonna be over. Like, who are you gonna be? you know, as a person, like I always live by a quote. It's like, if I'm only known for, you know, um, my life and what I've done as a basketball player, then I've done a terrible job with, you know, the rest of my life. If that's all people really, you know, remember me for is being a good basketball player. Whereas though, like now people know me for like being a basketball player, but like me being a businessman is like overshadowing anything that I did in basketball. Like me being like a philanthropist giving back me being somebody, a positive role model, um, that those type of things are like overshadowing anything that I've done um, in the basketball world. So like, yeah. That's, that's dope. I actually, I do remember you um, trapping out the no lacking, the no lacking <laughs> hats. And now yeah. that, now that, yeah. I was, yeah, I was only there for a little bit. So I, I think I even, I think I might've bought. Maybe you probably did, bro. You probably sure? did. Bro. I think you had like a blue like NL shirt. I think I'm kind of copped it. Um, because and you and you were I you did have like the start of entrepreneur and sales. I remember you were good with like follow following up on texts and stuff like that. And that that that's so like let me like would you so just to go just to give me some type of answer because let's say like there's like a a high school basketball player or or, or football player that isn't what you're on like what you were on like in terms of you already were doing you just didn't know what it was called <laughs> you know sure. so not every like for me I didn't know about sales and entrepreneurship until I started doing like a sales job that's right what, then that then that was like my mentor I was like oh okay this is what I can do this is what I can't do and these are the possibilities so let's say like I said you got like a freshman football basketball player and they they see you they're inspired by you but they've never had the 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 courage or the wherewithal to to start it like what would you say would be like a good way for them to to build into what you're doing a good way uh, for a freshman to build into what I'm doing i would just say like keep your options open like i'm not saying not to pursue your basketball or your college or your, your football, whatever, whatever you're playing, like as an athlete, I'm not saying not to pursue that, but you got to understand, like you look at the average lifespan of the NFL player, probably like two years now, like NBA player, you'll see them like they gone from the NBA and you out of the league, bro. Like them people that stand 18, 15 years, like those are like the elite of the elite, not saying that you can't be that, not saying that you are not that, but like, the odds are stacked against you, and that's just the odds, bro. And, like, I've been a, a basketball player, believing in myself, like, to the, the highest, you know, ability. But just putting all your eggs in one bucket, like, yes, put your eggs all in one bucket and go all out. You also need to educate yourself on how the real world works because that's where you're going to be operating at the majority of your life. You're not going to be operating as a, a basketball player, even the Kobe's and the LeBron's. Like, LeBron got, like – you can say, what, five years? You can say 10 years if you want left. Like, okay, he played 20 years in the league, 20 plus years, but like, how old is LeBron? 35? 
like we're going to be 40 when you retire 40 let's say you play till 45 okay you're 45 years old now he's going to have another 20 30 40 50 years of life to live and he's going to have to operate differently than he was when he was you know a basketball player so i would just always say bro like learn like you need to educate yourself on credit because even when you get to the NFL, like I got a lot of, lot of, lot of friends, a lot of clients, you feel me, like acquaintances that are in the NFL, that are in the NBA, that I'm helping get LLCs. I'm helping them build credit, like personal credit. They have cash, but they don't have no credit. Like, and then another thing is like, you know, as 18 year old, 19, 20, 22, whatever the, the case may be, 18 to 25, you going in the NBA, NFL, and you getting this influx of money. You don't know how to like really operate with that type of money because you've never had it before. And you start to get these, I guess, like jitters to where as though, you know, you want to purchase and, and splurge and get all the things that you you always wanted to get, but like you don't, you don't like have no, you don't have a solid foundation. To whereas though like you really understand like how money work you you can you know be responsible with your money and just you know just do do the right thing so it just starts with like you know just a, a foundation of like being educated like oh, educate yourself bro like don't try to delegate and push everything off to your agent or think like oh, i'm gonna have a money guy that's gonna handle my money because like you can see like the track record of how many of these people been like um been scorched and got their money, you know, stolen or taken away because they didn't know these things. Like, and you in college, you know, you don't have that much time because I remember being an athlete, but, you know, you, you, you do, you can make time to be able to like, you know, do some, some research on these things because it's not difficult at all uh, for you to be able to, to do those things. I was just reading on a, on a kid who just, um, he took his, he took his stipends. Like I was taking mine and I was buying like, uh, shirts and, and reselling the shirts and making money. Like he took his stipends and he brought a, a, a property. <laughs> he took his stipend and, and brought a property, you know? So it's, it's just different things that you can tap into to be able to like put you ahead of time. Like if I was a freshman, like, like going from 2012, like just knowing now, like being able to have like 2012 to like 2021 having like 19 years of credit history, bro. Like knowing what I know, like, it, it will it will be disgusting right now. <laughs> <laughs> what made you create the the cheat code, and what what is the cheat code? What is it about? I know it's a little bit about credit, but what is it exactly? So the cheat code is just pretty much exactly what it says, like in the subtitles, like the tips and strategies to help you unlock good credit. Like that's all it is. I'm teaching you how to. Um, build a 750 credit score showing you what the banks look at uh, when they look into your credit report and they you know want to give you loans like if you want to get approved for car and uh, home loans I'm showing you like the you know the foundation that you need to have in order to make sure that you get approved Um, I'm showing you dispute methods where you can dispute uh, negative items off your credit report within two weeks and I'm showing you um, you know, information that's really hidden from us that we don't understand or don't know where you can, you know, go and make these disputes and get results super quick. Um, so I'm giving out, you know, a bunch of game as well as like a lot of other digital digital products. Um, I have like, if you go on my website, 
um, DIYCheapBook.com, you'll be able to see like all of the digital products that I have. So on top of me giving you all of that information, like I have other digital products and they're all under $100. So you'll be able to get them and like you'll be able to, to use those products like and, and make your money back like in, in an hour, really. Like if you're like a, a real hustler, like you can make your money back off those products like super quick or just somebody being able to buy um, the 24-hour TransUnion removal um, uh, digital product that I have, whereas though you can go into your phone, look at your credit report, delete all of the collections off your TransUnion credit report within minutes. Like, it's not even 24 hours. It should be the 10-minute, like, you feel me system so like you can like you like is is worth so much like the the knowledge that i'm just giving out like i it's just it's, it's free like what i'm like you know the price point on there like the price versus the value like is is it doesn't make sense so like people i've been able to delete um over 150,000 in collections just by using that method like in a month for like clients so you know like it's really like helping a lot of people so it's like i'm now giving you the like i'm not hiding any of the information i'm now giving you like the opportunity to be able to purchase these products and, and do the same thing for yourself for your family like i'm not putting you know handcuffs on you and telling you like you can only do this that and third with the information like not use the information and, and make money off of it like that's what you got it for like i'm giving you all the letters that you need to go ahead and and dispute things the same letters that i use for my clients to dispute on um, items negative items off of your credit report i'm showing you the you know um secondary reporting agencies telling you who they are how to suppress your information um on those so like you know if you've been evicted from um an apartment or whatever i'm showing you who hold that information so that you can suppress that information and go get a new apartment without having them see your eviction on your credit report so these type of things are like i'm saying like the, the amount of value that you're going to get you know from purchasing the ebook like is 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 it's an infinite return on your investment so like I just try to put as much value into it as, as possible. So, and like adding those digital products, I, I wanted to add like more stuff that people could, you know, um, be able to, to have. Okay. So that's, that's amazing. One, um, and the fact that you're, you get a chance, cause I see you in Instagram, you get a chance to like really help your community, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the dope part in, you having the knowledge of financial literacy and credit or credit literacy, if you want to be more specific, and the fact that you're opening up and you know flooding flooding the block with with information is is a beautiful thing. You got the uh, the the cheat code out, and right. at the same time, I just want I want I've been wanting to have a, a conversation like this because, like I said, I see you grow from afar, and is is dope is dope to watch you know what i'm saying and i that's like the beauty of of social media and and in fact that like we're not i wouldn't consult, call us friends i call us acquaintances right and that's something that people should learn that it's okay to have acquaintances that 
you hit up randomly and we kick it and we talk and it's just boom, boom, boom. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You can provide value. I can provide value. That's what it is. And we watch oh, it from afar and that's okay. And that's, that's perfectly fine. And <laughs> right. those be some dope ass relationships. You know what I'm saying? Where it's all just time, like, bro. I don't got to hit you. I don't have to, we're not maintenance and all that. It's just, Hey, right. You know we, we both trying to get it. So when we have a chance to link up, we're going to try to link up and we're going all to have a conversation. You know and that's saying? how some of me and my best friends are like mm-hmm. that same exact way. So mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. So like I said, Let's say I'm someone that, like, I, I'm like you. I want to make an ebook, except I don't want to do it on credit. I want to do it on something else. Like, what's that? What's that process like to, to make an ebook? And like, did you do it on your own, or did you hire someone? Like, what's that? Well, like? You're making me give out more game, a lot of more free. <laughs> so like, um, all right. So here, here go, here go. This is this is another cheat code. So like, if you go to your app store, right, there's something called Fiverr. So what Fiverr is, it has a lot of freelancers. So no matter if like you you got a apparel company where you want to make designs, uh, you want to you know create an app and put it on the app store. Or you want somebody that know how to do coding. Um, you know you got a, I don't know, like you you want to write a book and you just have the audio files and you don't want to type it up, you can go on um, Fiverr and you can literally create a job, let them know, hey, I'm creating an ebook. I wrote down all of the steps and this is what I want. And they'll write it. You can have them put the graphics on there and they'll do it for under 50 bucks too. So you'll set the price and you can ask them. You can see their work that they've done before and you can get that done so like with pennies so another chico for you yeah yeah I, that that was a that was a personal that was a personal question and, and if if you if you're a true hustler you will you will understand what you can do with that like you will understand the services that you can now market and say that you know how to do and use fiber as a third party company have them do it and you get paid for it on the back end. So like if you're in college or whatever the case may be, like you don't have no money, you can use that platform, find somebody, partner up with them, or just tell them like, hey, I got this guy, or you know, start your business and you can promote it on your Instagram. Like you need graphics or you need um whatever the case may be, bro, whatever you need, you can now be the middleman for that. Like they want twenty dollars for it you can charge sixty for it and you keep forty dollars into your pocket all you did was just middleman and you had somebody make it and you got the money so there you go that's what a lot of people do that's what a lot of companies do but that's just another way for you to like make money and if you like really like understand the importance of that you know you can make a lot of money from it so so tell me like what what made you realize the importance of your credit score and credit so like um like 2016 was my senior year and I was just really like exposing myself to like audio books and things like that. Like I had friends who would give me like Rich Dad Poor Dad those books. I didn't read those books um in college, but they gave them to me in college and I read them after I got out of college and I was like, 
behind and read this book before. You feel me? So like uh, those type of books helped me like and and just listening to podcasts. So I was listening to um, Eric Thomas, you know, E.T. the hip hop preacher, yeah. and E.T. he actually it was Bob Proctor. I was listening to Bob Proctor, you know, Bob Proctor listening to him. Um, listening to E.T. Actually, it was E.T. E.T. was talking about Bob Proctor. I started listening to Bob Proctor and I heard E.T. started to mention Grant Cardone. And that's when I really started to like learn how the world really worked. Like, you know, everybody's a salesperson. Like, no matter what you're doing in the world, like you're selling yourself. Like, you know, Celebi Stowed. I started like listening to all of his his books, like all of his material, um, thinking about sales, thinking about how the world really works. And that just really put me on a, on a path where it was just like, all right, this is, you know, what I want to do. I always knew that I always was thinking about life at the basketball, always knew that I wanted to be in like real estate. Um, so like I was listening to, that's why I was listening to Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he came, he really stuck to me and he just helped me out with the sales. So um, just listening to uh, those dudes, like while I was going overseas, um, I just, you know, just kept listening to them like, during my off time like if I wasn't um playing ball or I wasn't in practice I was listening to them and I was like super focused because I was just like out there by myself like in another country got like one shot to go and that's just you know what it was and I was just like super focused so I spent all my downtime like ingesting like all of the books that I could like uh, listening to all of the audio that I could. I like listening to audio. So I listen to hours and hours of audio. Even right now, I start my day, I listen to audio, audio, audio. Like during those times, people around me, like they would just think that I'm like crazy because I would like be listening to audio right here. And like, yeah, where the, like, what's wrong with this boy? Like he keep listening to the same thing over and over again. And I still listen to those same audios every morning, listening to them every morning. Um, one is like Bob Proctor, um, listen to him every single morning, just talk about manifestation, um, just talk about like helping me, like start to think about, you know, things that I'm thinking about, like how I really think, how I really perceive the world. Um, just like helping me out with a, with a bunch of those things, you know, um, just understanding that your thoughts had like power and, you know, just being able to, to, to manifest the things that you want, like controlling your thoughts, like so um, those things really helped me. I was like audio and listening to those. And you already covered one of my questions was, you know, do you listen to audiobooks and, and what are your suggestions? Because like you, I love audio because for me, I, it's, it's challenging for me to read, honestly. It's just, it's just, I just wasn't raised on it. It's not fun to me. It's not exciting. Most definitely, bro. And but at the same time, what they say is if you want to keep something away from a, a black person, you put it in a book. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Wow. And when I got audible, I was like, that that's when that quote hit me. Because while I'm listening to these books, like Napoleon Hill is my favorite author. You know what I'm saying? Outwitting the devil changed my life. And my friend recommended it to me. Um, and I met him through a, my sales job. And that changed my life forever. Just the devil changed my life. Outwitting the devil. Outwitting the devil. Okay. Outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill. And, and I read like uh, the laws of success and um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, but never. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Derek Kimbrough, like the the um you know the one for African Americans. Okay. So. Derek Kimbrough. 
Yeah, Derek Kimbrough. He's I like he wrote the Thinking Girl Rich for Black people. I gotta, so, I gotta peep it. I gotta peep that. I gotta. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll like give you stories of like Black people, but it just like on Napoleon Hills, like majority like white people. He'll tell you like what they've done, but like he'll just give you like you know his narration of Thinking Girl Rich, like and give you examples of like Black business people who were like super wealthy and like manifested and like the artwork that they did and like their quotes and their thoughts. So the same thing is thinking we're rich, but it's just like, you know, like something that people, we could identify people that look like us and, you know, help us, um, you know, either one of them, they're both good to me, but I read both. So. Man, that, and you read too, like you read books. Not lately. I haven't been reading. I've been doing like straight audio, bro, because like, it's just a lot more easier to do the audio with everything that I got going on now. But like, as I said, like I'm hiring a VA and I'm like writing stuff down to like talk to my VA and delegate a lot more of my work. So then I'm not working in my businesses so much. Like I'm just working on them. Um, and I can be able to like, you know, do a, do a lot more um, with, with my time um, being able to, you know, be more productive with it. Yeah, that, that's dope. And I, I'm just glad like you actually use Audible a lot because like I said, I'm a big fan of it and I support because that that's books are where all the information is. You know, it's like what Jim Quick says, you can download decades of data in days. You know, you that's 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 the a lot cheaper way to find a mentor because we talked about mentorship and how guidance is the key that's really the x factor mentorship and guidance is really the x factor into you know and, and then there's super outliers because that's we're not saying it's the only way there's outliers of like people who didn't have guidance or anything you know like grew up in even worse situations and became successful however we're just i'm just trying to be an advocate of the easy the easier way and the less painful way is through seeking mentorship and guidance and whether it be a person or an audible book or right. podcast or spotify podcast any type of way there's there's different audio is just a game changer you know it just unlocked a lot of different a lot of different uh ways to consume information without having to because when you read you, you also limit yourself to like i just gotta read i can't do nothing right. you know i can't like an audible book, an audible uh, audio book, I could listen to the book and type. I can listen to the book and make phone calls. I can listen to the book and make food. Right. You know, so that that's dope. And it's I don't. There's not a lot of people in our culture that that like that. No, I don't think even know about really or really understand like Audible and, and Apple and Spotify. Bro, I, listen, I don't even like all of those platforms that you're saying is like giving somebody an excuse they don't have the money. Like I listen to most of my my uh, audios on SoundCloud. I got okay. SoundCloud and I get them for free. I just type it in by Proctor, Eric Thomas. Like I'll just listen to Eric Thomas. Like when I was coming out of college and like you know playing overseas and stuff. Like I ain't like coming out of college, like, you know, I was making that transition to like going to play pro ball. Like I was listening to it on SoundCloud because I had no money. So like, mm. that's just what I was listening to. So don't, you know, make the excuse. And to your point also, I didn't know SoundCloud. I didn't know SoundCloud. I yeah. did know about, I learned about YouTube now that they even have books in, in pot, well, podcasts, obviously, but books, like whole books um on youtube for free i didn't even know i guess once i started using audible you know they they have yeah they have the data 
uh, all of the like ads and everything like that, they're gonna definitely like hit you up. Like, how would you, um, how would you say you deal with adversity, like setbacks and, and things of that nature? Like, so like being an entrepreneur, I understand where you get your information from, you know what I'm saying, in terms of Audible and, and um, SoundCloud and, and books. So now I just want to get a full perspective on like, now how do you handle the rough, the challenges that when it's time to get the, the tough lessons? How do you, because a lot of times that's where a lot of people, majority get stuck in that part, you know what I'm right. saying? And you've been able to figure out a way to move past that. You know, because when you first started um, No Lack in Apparel, just like when you probably first started Credit, it wasn't like instant, yo, I'm getting to it. I'm super, super successful. There was probably good success. And then uh, there's challenges and lessons. And then you're able to navigate past that. And now you're doing bigger and better things. So like, how'd you get through that gray, muddy area? Like, for one, um, I understand the importance of, like, delayed gratification. So, like, I'm never, I'm never really a person, like, of course, like, I'm always looking for the fastest way to get it, the fastest way that, that I can, you know, get to it. But I still understand, like, it's a process that everybody got to go through. And, like, whatever happens, like, it's just a, a part of my story. Like, that's just, like, a saying that I live by. It's just a part of my story, just a chapter in my book. Like, it's not, you know, my whole book. It's not, you know, the end all be all. And plus, bro, like we talked about my upbringing and, you know, where I'm from, just like you said, like I'm a one percenter, like I'm anomaly. I can go to zero like tomorrow and I know I can get it back because I did it before. And like it's literally nothing that can happen in my life that could like shake me off. So when I come across things like that, it's just I take it as just a lesson and like I don't really take it too personal, bro. Like. Yeah, that's that's just my my approach to like life and you know setbacks and hardships. I don't see them as setbacks. Sometimes and sometimes it's I, something I have a, a problem with. Sometimes that less is more. You know, sometimes when you're going through things like you have a less is more mindset. Like, let me not worry about the extra. Let me not focus on the problem. Let me just focus on the solution. All day, bro. That's that's how I am. I'm solution oriented, bro. Like I'm always looking for solutions. Like if you know me and you call me and you're talking about problems all the time and you're not going to come up with a solution, like a lot of people, they just like, I don't know, like they know not to call me <laughs> with like a lot of problems because I'm like, all right, so what's the solution? Like, what's the solution? What's the solution? Like, how are you going to fix it? Like, how are you going to make it better? Um, those are, you know, just the things that just like embedded into me. And that's just how I'm programmed. And that's, you know, how I operate. I'm not entitled or I'm not like, I wouldn't say dumb, but I'm not naive enough to, to think that anything that I have, you know, can't be taken away. Um, like it's a saying that says like success is, is not like promised, you know, is, is renting and the rent is due like every single day. And that's the mentality that I have. Like, you know, every day I wake up, I feel like I start from zero. Like if you are somebody that talked to me like every day, like you probably hear stuff like, all right, I gotta make X amount of dollars today. Cause I feel like it's rented. Like <laughs> none of that is, is, is 
is mine. Like, you know, I got to work hard every single day to get to where I want to be. So that's just my mentality. Like, I don't get comfortable with like having a little bit of success. Like that's how you fall off. So I'm starting from zero every single day. And I think we will leave on that note. So this has been amazing. Uh, thank you for taking the time to share your experiences, share, you know, your opinions, share your perspective, kind of share a little bit of your gems. Um, as you said, DIY cheat code. DIYcheatbook.com. And uh, you can you can purchase all of my digital products and uh, my ebook, the cheat code. So, or you can like follow me on Instagram at no lacking the number four EVA. So no lacking number four EVA. You can follow me. Um, click the link in my bio. It's the same, you know, name, same handle on my Twitter. I'm trying to think. Do I have any other like uh, <laughs> social media? <Yes. laughs> um, I got a, I think I got, yeah, I got a TikTok. I made it, but I just deleted it. I okay. talked about China was coming yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking the data, taking the data. Yeah. Uh, I got that too. So like, uh, yeah, I got that too. It just ain't on my phone. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, yeah here, no lacking uh, forever. And, um, you know, link in my bio, go get all of those products that I said, like that came with the ebook. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, bro. Thank you for being one of the one of the landmarks, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you, bro. All right, bro. Until next right. time. Hit me up. Yeah. All right, bro. Bet that. Generational Sports Partnerships and Productions appreciates you viewing and or listening to this original content series. Let this empower you towards positive action. Now let's be great.